to another episode of the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast. Uh, joining me as usual is my co-host Damo. How are you, mate? Yeah, not so bad. Looking forward to uh, the end of the season coming up in a couple of weeks' time. It's kind of snuck up quickly on us. No, definitely. I think as a United fan, I'd be, it's just looking towards <laughs> pre-season, mate. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> can't come quick enough. It was a very interesting uh, week for our team, especially with um, two 4 nil games, and uh, we were on mm. the bad side of it and you were on the good side of it. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you couldn't, you wouldn't it, read about it, mate. Yeah, I was going to say, it'll, it'll, you guys are probably more likely to finish um, sixth, given that we play Man City next and the way Man City, Man City are just in, on another level at the moment. So I'm actually not look, looking forward to her seeing Haaland in their side next season. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, should, should make their team a lot worse, definitely. <laughs> who, who, who wants a striker that's pretty much scores a goal a game? Sounds horrible. And, and he's, what, 21 years old? <laughs> oh, I think he's even younger than that, to be honest. Uh, I might actually, I might do a bit of fact checking here for you. Actually, I'm pretty sure he's twenty one. No, he's twenty one. No, bang on. Yeah, tw- bang on twenty one years old. Born in two thousand. Oh yeah, so a couple more years left. Anyway, well, <laughs> <laughs> we might uh, get into how weeks have gone so far. So obviously, we've still got the game tomorrow, which I don't have any players playing in that sort of in my active squad. So. I finished the week on uh, 90 points uh, with a minus four. So I went the captain Foden, got me 16 points. Um, you know, good showing from Mount uh, in the second game, got rested. The first game, James had a, a decent game. Uh, Madison had a decent game. Cancelo had a decent game. So pretty much a, a lot of players in my team chipped in this week. Ronaldo sort of had a bit of a... Uh, anonymous showing, sort of Casper the Ghost, so didn't really do too much. So my rank sort of took a slight red arrow, which is crazy because usually when you get in a score that high, usually, you know, you're in line for a green arrow. But um, taking a bit of a, a 8K red arrow, so back to 55K, but, you know, if Kane or Son or even Saka tomorrow Hall, it could, um, yeah, it could be like 70, 80K possibly, so... I'm hoping for a nil or a draw in the morning. How'd your week go this week, mate? Yeah, not as good as yours. I've, uh, I've still got a few plays to play. I've got Son, Son and uh, Saka to go. Uh, I'm on 70. Uh, the Jesus captain just didn't work, unfortunately. Like, I was a bit disappointed. Um, I saw, you know, I obviously saw the 4 nil result. I think it was 4 or 5 nil result uh, for Man City. Uh, last game, like their first game, I'm like, all right, how many did Jesus score? He didn't score any at all. And then obviously didn't start uh, or play the second game. So that was a bit disappointing. Uh, but uh, had I have gone Salah, probably, which I probably would have done, had I have not uh, captained Jesus, I probably wouldn't have um, been much better anyway. Uh, for me, Stars, uh, it could have been anything like, had Madison and Mount played both games, uh, probably would have been a lot nicer for me. But, uh, you know, James, Maddows, uh, Son already, you know, I think Son's already on seven points. So, And Mount um, did well for me. Uh, yep. My rank, like yours, my rank took a bit of a hit. I'm sitting on uh, just under 300K, so I think 296K. So, yeah. Uh, don't think it's going to get much better than that. Um, if anything, it might even dip a bit further. Like when uh, quite a few, I think quite a few people brought in KDB this week as well, and he went mental. So um, yeah, like what can you do? But uh, yeah. but yeah, it's been, look, it's, it's it's been a decentish season, but uh, a bit disappointing in the end. But uh, but yeah, uh, life goes on. No, it's good that I've uh, still kept my lead over you, mate. So um, still, still <laughs> holding on. I'll have to get you next season. <laughs> no, it'd be very interesting to see how next season, without sort of obviously the double game weeks and mm. COVID, and yeah, just been a bit of a different season. But well, it, yeah, I was going to say it might, it might actually be really interesting next season. While hearing a few rumours of um, potentially Salah and a few others uh, actually being repositioned up forward, so. You know, when you've got the, the likes of uh, uh, Haaland, uh, potentially Salah, 
I'm hearing maybe, or from what I've read, maybe even sign up forward. Uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting how to fit them all in, you know, is um, maybe next season uh, forwards and the new mids. <laughs> 100%, yeah. No, it is actually going to be quite interesting. Obviously, with um, Helen coming in, it'll be interesting to see what he's priced at. And then, obviously, with Son probably getting a bit of a price bump, Kevin De Bruyne is probably mm. getting a price bump. So there's going to be sort of a few players yeah. that are moving up in price. You'd have to think, you'd have to think he comes in at about uh, like Kane's current price, if not a little bit cheaper, at a 12 or 12.5. So I can't yeah. see him being much um, much cheaper than that. Yeah, I thought, yeah, possibly around that 11 and a half, I think. Um, a lot of people are sort mm. of saying, oh, he might come in at 10. And I'm like, nah, there's no No chance. way. No way at all. If he comes in at 10, he's going to be 95% owned, if not 100% owned from week one. There's no, no chance in hell he's he, he'll be tempo. He'd be 11.5, 12, uh, if not 12.5. Yeah, no, 100%. Well, we might get into our podcast leagues. At the moment, um, we've got Thomas Davies still in first place on at 25.33, so he's opened up a bit of a lead at the top there. Um, second place is Origi Mini Mani Mo on at twenty five oh five, and then third place is the Kong on twenty five hundred. So them three still, you know, pretty much killing everyone in the league at the moment. Um, might just do a special shout out to uh, Pete from the SideNet podcast. Absolute disgusting week of one hundred and fifty three points, and he's absolutely smashed it up the ladder. So sitting nice. on twenty four fifty six. So just a special shout out to Pete. Absolute legend of a fella, but um, just absolutely flying this week. Just a massive score, and I'm pretty sure he's going to finish at the top score in the league as well. It might just be a bit unlucky if someone pips him right at the end, but I'm sitting back in 15th on at 23.86, and then you're sitting, just trying to scroll down. Uh, oh, we, can, we, can, we can scroll <laughs> past that one. Uh, 31st, mate, uh, mm. 22.53, so... Not not a bad effort, mate, but, um, yeah, still sort of languishing in the, the bottom depths of the league, mate. Mm. <laughs> well, we might get on to um, the games for this week. So we might start with the Brentford game. So um, I spoke about how I liked Tony for this week, and Ericsson and Tony just look on another uh, looked on another level this match, especially Ericsson. His passing was absolutely ridiculous, and, you know, it's pretty unlucky not to finish with her an assist or two because there was a, you know, not the greatest of finishing, but he put a lot of great balls in good spots but just couldn't get the end product. Um, Tony probably should have had a goal in the first half, looked pretty good in attack. Um, I think that heading into these last two weeks of seasons, I think you're really going to want at least one of the two or even um, just do a bit of a double up as a bit of a differential. But Ericsson finished the match with two shots, five chances, Created uh, 66 touches and Tony, three shots, one assist, three chances created, two big chances created and one big chance missed. So both of them had a good day out, but just obviously didn't get the big FPL returns. But I really think people should be looking at them for the upcoming weeks. Um, What did you take out of the match, mate? Yeah, so I've actually got a few different ones um, than you. Like, uh, obviously, I did uh, did like uh, – oh, I see, I like Brentford in general. Uh, er- er- Ericsson and Tony both sort of played really well. But I'm um, more looking at uh, – now, I don't know how to say his name, whether it's Jansen or Janssen or whatever it is, but he's really unassumingly racked up points uh, this season and uh, continues to rack up points uh, and with sort of evident and leads to come. Uh, you could do worse uh, by yeah. uh, uh, not grabbing him. Uh, also, Norgard, he's 5.0. Again, uh, hasn't been playing too too badly lately. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so if you wanted, you know, a bit of differential, um, Jansen down back and Norgard in the mids would be um, interesting to me. No, 100%. I think um, they actually have both been playing really well, especially um, Jansen. He's mm. actually, I think he got on the score sheet as well. So yeah, lately he's, he's just, been really good. Yeah, he's just unassumingly sort of um, racked up points. And he's just one that's, uh, you know, whether it's a byproduct of um, just uh, like playing for Brentford, you don't really sort of look at defenders more so as options. But he's sitting on 120 points uh, for the season, 
uh, priced at 4.4, so priced pretty cheaply too, uh, with uh, two double-digit hauls in the last five. So uh, with a 10 and a 15 in there and a, and a five sort of square, uh, sandwiched in between. So could be a decent option for the last two. Mate, I'm uh, sniffing out a bit of a triple up there, mate. So <laughs> that would be the ultimate differential strategy, and I, I actually think that it could actually haul. No, oh, I, know, I, I know you've been a massive uh, sort of uh, fan of uh, Ericsson too, so like I know you've been pumping him up a fair bit. Yeah, no, nah, he's just looked amazing. And I was mm. speaking to Matt Day, I'm hoping he stays at Brentford, but I think he's already penciled him in for a return to Spurs. So, we'll oh wow! To, uh, yeah, that'll, I think that it, I think they are looking at him, and obviously to be a heavily discounted contract compared to what he was on when he was there yeah. previously. But I actually hope he just stays at Brentford because he sort of makes that attack just look really good. So, mm, and, My, and I um, think I was going to say I think we're both skipping past uh, Sutton as uh, any sort of options. No, nah, I wouldn't be looking at them at all. They yeah. just look horrible. <laughs> to be mm, yeah, no, I agree. Be blunt. <laughs> Uh, we might get on to the next game, which is the Burnley and Aston Villa. Uh, what did you take from this game, mate? Yeah, so for, for mine, the, I think uh, not so much FPL-related but funny-related uh, in terms of Burnley. I think, and again, I don't know whether this is particularly true and uh, you can sort of tell if you heard the same thing, but I think Corne, um actually asked to be sent back to his parent club, not realising he's actually been bought by Burnley, not um, not loaned. <laughs> now, I, I cannot confirm. I've read, I've read it on Twitter somewhere. I can't, I can't confirm if that's actually true or not. But I, I just chuckled when, when that happened. And I'm like, I, only at Burnley would something like that happen. Um, in saying that, I actually think he, uh, he might be a decent, uh, decent shout uh, on this like little run. Uh, Pope's still a great uh, great option for me in terms of Burnley. Uh, In in terms of Villa, I really actually like Wendy. I I think Coutinho's been a little bit disappointing lately. Uh, Like both these teams double, so they're both uh, in the next uh, game week. So they're both sort of relevant uh, in terms of bringing people in. Uh, I, as I said, I really like Wendy as an option. Um, Digne's come back quite quite well. Uh, Martinez is solid, a solid goalkeeper. Probably not the best one to have, but he definitely solid. Um, and we've seen sort of a bit of a resurgence in Ings. I know you're going to touch on Ings. Um, Watkins too, but I don't know. I know Watkins is flagged, so I'm not sure, not sure how serious that injury is. Maybe you can... Sort of, I know. I think you uh, watched the full game, so maybe you can sort of let us know if uh, uh, whether he should be on our radars or uh, if we should be sort of picking Ings over Watkins. Yeah, I think Watkins could miss at least one of the next two fixtures, mm. maybe even both of them. So I'd probably stay away from Watkins. And yeah, um, like you said about Ings, I sort of thought that he, the last probably three weeks, has looked really good. And this game, you know, very easily could have had a massive haul. He should have scored at least one goal, got an assist. So lately he just looked uh, very involved in the attack because they are playing sort of like the two up front. And sometimes mm. Watkins is drifting out wide, which is leaving Ings sort of that striker up front. There is um, uh, there is actual massive rumor that where uh, West Ham are in for uh, Watkins something quite seriously. So I think uh, something like 40, uh, 40 million has been touted uh, for us to actually grab him. So I would not say no to that. Uh, I think he's a very very smart player, very good player. So um, maybe he'll swap the. The claret and blue of uh, Villa for the claret and blue of the mighty West Ham. Mate, that would actually be a really good signing because yeah. even when uh, Antonio sort of is going to play up front, you can just stick him out wide. He he would be absolutely – like he would fit uh, Moises' uh, game plan to a tee. 100% because you can play him up front, you can play him out wide. So I could see like even lining up with sort of like a Bowen – on one side and then mm. uh, Watkins on another side, or even in the games I want to give to- uh, Antonio a rest, you could play him up front. So. Correct. 
No, actually, I rate that. That's actually that'd be a decent signing for you guys. I might just quickly touch on Digne. I thought that he played well, um, grabbed the assist, and created a fair few sort of attacking runs down that wing. So he finished the the game on one assist and had three chances created and had the sixty three touches. So he was quite involved uh, compared to sort of previous weeks where you know defensively it's, it's been cash and no one else. So you know. I probably wouldn't be taking a punt on sort of defensive assets, maybe cash. But, I mean, if you really want to be bold, I, I wouldn't mind a play at Digne. But for me, it's probably Ings and maybe cash as a second option, but I'm probably just going to go Ings. Um, is there anyone that you would sort of bring him in or are you sort of in the same, oh, just looking at Ings? Yeah, um, probably uh, Ings and I definitely want to have a look at Buendia as an option, I think. Um, he's really sort of come out his, on his own uh, in the last couple of games. So definitely if I could fit Wendia into uh, my side for next week, I'd look, in, I'd, I'd look forward to actually having him in the side. Yeah, 100%. Well, we might get on to the next game. So we'll cover both Chelsea fixtures. So might just start with what I sort of took out of the sort of Wolves game. So I thought Lukaku just looked like Lukaku peak like he's mm. say what you want about Lukaku he has a few issues but when he's on his on his game he's probably one of the best finishers in the Premier League just everything that he touches just goes in the net so had one of those games where you know he's just scoring for fun I thought Chelsea started the game on fire um Wolves sort of weathered the storm a little bit uh Trinkeo sort of hit back he looked pretty decent um could have had another goal but Lukaku the main talking point was Lukaku finished the match with four shots, two goals, three chances created. So he's very involved in attack. Uh, it's very disappointing to see Mount bench for that game, but, you know, he made up for it against the lead. So Mount was just started the game on fire. Like I think I messaged uh, Pete from Sarnet just saying, you know, Mount could have easily had like two or three goals in that first sort of 30 minutes there. So he ended up finishing the game. He had the five shots, two chances created, 81 touches, one goal, one assist, and very easily could have had another two goals and another assist. Just, you know, some a lack of finishing and then a bit of sort of luck if it fell his way, you know, could have finished the game for a lot more. Uh, James, it was good to see finally he got an FPL return. Like most weeks he looks really good, just doesn't get the points. But finally this week, you know, he got the assist, uh, got sort of the clean sheet as well. So, Finished the the game with five chances created, one assist, and had 115 touches. And, you know, I bang on every week. When you get in a wing back that's getting so many touches, you know, you always got that attacking upside. So I thought it was a really good game from Chelsea, really good game from popular assets. Uh, But outside that, sort of didn't really, not really looking at anyone from Wolves or Leeds. What about you, Damon? Yeah, no, I'm the same. I'm not really looking at anyone from uh, Leeds or Wolves. Uh, in terms of Chelsea, I think uh, is uh, Lukaku out of contract because he's absolutely the last uh, last couple of games just absolutely played out of sight. He is, as you said, back to the Lukaku sort of of old. Uh, in terms of other Chelsea players, Pulisic uh, and Mount looked really, really good. Um, especially Mount, I was really disappointed um, that Mount didn't start that first game. Uh, he, you know, he could have been sitting on so many more points, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is again disappointing. Uh, other than that, as you sort of mentioned, I think you mentioned earlier about James and James. Uh, uh, played really, you know, super well as well. So uh, I think in terms of Chelsea, if you do want to take that little bit of a risk, Lukaku might just be an option, especially if you're sort of still holding on to uh, someone like a Ronaldo. Um, it's a pretty easy swap. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. I think um, it's one of those weird things because if they, they play the FA Cup on the weekend... If they wrap up, which I think they've wrapped up that third place, do you think they're going to rotate or do you think that they will just obviously continue on and keep the same players on the pitch? Um, well, look, they're sitting. I think it all depends on what happens tomorrow morning. Yeah. I think it really – if Arsenal beat Chelsea, 
then Arsenal are only a point behind, uh, sorry, Arsenal beat Tottenham. They're only a point behind Chelsea. Yeah. So, but then if Arsenal lose to Tottenham, then you could almost say Chelsea have that third spot wrapped up. So, uh, yeah, it's really hard to tell because as we sort of saw with the first game, you know, Mount being benched, um, you know, every, I think every team's prone to rotation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't think, I, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say yes, definitely, or no, or no, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Are we going to see a bit of uh, Pep rouletteing in at Chelsea? Potentially. Yeah, it's one of those things, I guess, um, if you've got assets, you've got to kind of weigh up, do you want to risk it? Um, if you have a strong bench, you yeah, know, fair that's enough. exactly but right. If you don't have a strong bench and you're worried about Mounts or even Reese James possibly, um, I'd probably get them out. But it's going to be hard to get them out because they do have good fixtures to finish the season. Mm. So I'm sort of in a similar position now. I'm looking at who to trade nah, out it. for Son. So. Yeah, I think you just hold at this point. You hold them at this point and then just if they're benched, they're benched. Just make sure you've got a, um, a strong bench and that's all you can do. No, 100%. We might move on to the next game. So we'll cover so the Crystal Palace-Watford game and then obviously Watford's second game against oh. Everton. So what did you take out of these games, Demo? Yeah, so for, for mine, really, there's only one person I'd bring in from Palace. If I was to bring in anyone, that will be Zaha at this point. I think he played incredibly well. Um, he was unlucky not to uh, finish with more points than he did. Um, in terms of Everton... And I don't think I'll speak about uh, Watford too much. I don't think they're going to be really relevant. I think their last relevant player was Dennis, and I think he's uh, injured now. So uh, in terms of Everton, like I think uh, three or four weeks back, we might have been spruiking up Mylenko as a great option. Um, He continues to show why he's a great option. Uh, I think Pickford is the pick of the bunch in terms of the goalkeepers. Uh, and I believe we did mention Pickford <laughs> as one of the better options. Uh, you know, scored 10 and 12 points the last couple of game weeks, respectively. So played exceptionally well. Uh, yeah. And then obviously Richarlison could have, uh, he still scored points, probably not as many as he deserved. He looked decent, uh, but just, not not the returns to show it. Like, did get a return, but not as, ma- not as many points as he should have. Yeah, no, 100% agree with that, mate. Um, I'm sort of similar to you, mate. I sort of, out of the, the games I talk about, I think Zaha looked great. Um, probably unlucky not to finish with more goals. So to finish with one goal, three shots, three chances created. So, you know, a lot of the attacking um, comes from Zaha, whether it's him sort of starting the attack or sort of getting on the end for goals. But I thought Elise looked really good, but obviously didn't get any FPL points. Um, I thought uh, it's pretty disappointing, even though Mateta um, was on my bench. He missed an absolute sit. I think it was from about three yards out. It was a header. Um, just, yeah, just ridiculous stuff. If he had been starting for me, I would have been absolutely filthy. But um, I think outside of sort of Zaha, Mateta, you're probably not really going to be looking at anyone else from Palace, in my opinion. Um, I think with Everton, I thought they were pretty dominant, but just lacked the finishing touch against uh, Watford. I thought Richarlison looked really good without getting a return. He, you know, had a couple of half chances, created some sort of half chances as well. So I think, He's still worth taking a punt on, obviously, for the end of the season. They've got the double coming up, and then they've got, you know, a nice fixture to finish the season. So mm. um, one player sort of I mentioned, I've got Gordon uh, in my team at the moment. He didn't do as much as what he usually does, but he what I did notice he was on corners as well. So a bit of an um, upside there, obviously, at his price, it's not that expensive. And if you're looking sort of at a sort of throw at the stumps type of player, Gordon, you know, he can – he can really hit, you know, a bit of form. So, you know, I think he's worth it at his price. It's a bit of a punt. But outside of that, Watford were absolutely woeful and I will not be considering anyone from <laughs> Watford whatsoever. So uh, we might get on to the next game, which was Brighton, a 4-0 win against the mighty Man United. <laughs> um, 
very disappointing. It was, um, I think I, I messaged Matt. He asked what I thought of the game. I said I woke up, watched the first half, and then went back to bed. So I, um, yeah, definitely wasn't going to waste uh, any more sleep that I, than I already had uh, watching sort of a second half of what I witnessed in the first half. So our defense just got found out a lot, which has been the common theme in the last sort of two months. I thought United didn't really offer much in attack either. Like Ronaldo was just running around trying to get balls, trying to ignite the attack, but we just looked horrible. I thought Brighton probably should have been up by more in the first half. I think they were up maybe one or two nil, but they easily could have been about five nil. So I think I might just shout out to the old Kuka Razzler finally getting a goal. <laughs> Promised so much all season, always came close, but couldn't quite find the goal. But uh, this game just an absolute peach of a finish, got the goal. Thought Welbeck was really good as well. Um, he's been pretty good the last three to four weeks. It's always good to see an ex-United player doing well. Um, Ronaldo probably deserved a bit better this game. Being down 3-0, I think the camera cut to him after one of the goals from pretty much just absolute ridiculous defending and he, and he was laughing. Like, if that doesn't say <laughs> what what your team's going, how your team's going... Um, your best player on the field is just laughing at a defense, just going like, is this a dream? Pretty much. Just <laughs> the look on his face was he just couldn't believe what was happening. So just very disappointing. Um, probably wouldn't be getting any assets in. I'd probably be selling assets, obviously, because they do blank 37. But, um, yeah, just disappointing game, mate. And I probably wouldn't be getting anyone from Brighton in just because their fixtures aren't great either. But, you know, it was a nice mm. game from Brighton. Um, what did you take out of this match, mate? Um, before I do uh, talk about the game, just want to see if uh, if I press a play button here, if any sounds going to come through. Uh, so you just let me know, and if not, we'll we'll, we'll move on from it. But uh, it will be funny if it does. Can you hear that? No. No. Nah, nah, well, it's the uh, just for the listeners. Uh, it was the Brighton and Hove Albion uh, theme song that I was trying to play through the through the speakers, but unfortunately, Mate, you'll have to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll you'll just have to uh, just imagine, or you know, go to YouTube yourself and just play that Brighton song uh, just a little louder. Four nil, four freaking nil against I Brighton. Thought, um, you'll be nice to me actually <laughs> because usually. I get a message from you the next day just going, lie, United. (laughs) And and I was quite disappointed. I was like, maybe you just feel bad for me now. It's just happened so often. In all all honesty, um, it's been a bit bit of a busy week, crazy week for me, sort of at work. As as everyone knows, I'm a school teacher and like in Australia we've got, uh, for the grade fives, they they do uh, sort of a, almost like a a national test uh, called our plan. So... Uh, been getting up, uh, getting to school early so I can set everything up uh, for the kids because it's all digitised these days. So all on computers, making sure that's all right. So I actually, um, I didn't watch the, this game, but I um, woke up and saw the result and just had a massive chuckle and then I forgot to message you. <laughs> Mate, I was just like, oh, you must just feel bad because you do it quite frequently lately. So. <laughs> Yeah, I no. thought I wa- thought I'd wait for the potty, uh, but yeah. Now back to FPL for a minute. Uh, Kuka Razzler again, absolutely fantastic. Um, bit of resurgence from Tross Trossard too. The last couple of weeks, he's actually played like may not be an option for traditional FPL, but uh, like I've got him in um, draft, and I'm just pleasantly surprised how well he's actually done. Probably in the last well. In the last five weeks, here are his, some of his scores. He's he scored 8, 11, 7, 8, and 17. So at a price of 5.8 with Leeds and then um, the Mighty West Ham to finish up with, uh, he's actually probably half, half a shout. I know you said um, there may not be any Brighton assets uh, relevant. I would almost bring him in just... Uh, because he's shown that he can perform at the big stage um, and obviously he played the against you guys. So 
Uh, yeah, like I'm <laughs> not going to sort of talk much about United other than uh, laughing all the way to the to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sort of, I still can't believe. Like, you know what? I can believe you losing, but four nil is bad. Like, even by your standards, it's bad. <laughs> the thing is, though, it could have been even worse. So oh, jeez. See, as I said, I, did, I didn't watch. I'm glad I didn't, it was four nil because it could didn't have been watch this game. Worse. So, as I said, I just I I woke up, saw the result. As I said, had a massive chuckle. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it was but, um, definitely. Yeah. When it got to halftime, I just like I'm like fuck this, I'm going to bed. <laughs> it's probably I think it wouldn't be as on par. So I think the most surprising result, not not so much this season, but last season was probably that Aston Villa seven two winning. I think a seven two wasn't against Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. it was last season, uh, but this result was probably just as surprising, um, just given sort of just how dominant you you made uh, Brighton look. Yeah, no, I think I thought Brighton was on the beach, but obviously um, they came back and didn't tell anyone. Well, they are seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. All uh, right, let's, uh, let's uh, head off to the next game, yeah? <laughs> yep, no worries. So we'll talk about, obviously, Liverpool's double fixtures. I might get you to touch on it first, mate, and I'll pick yeah. you back. So I think uh, with Liverpool, it's just the standard display these days. Um, not going to talk about uh, their sort of main stars because we we know we know them we love them you know and I'm talking about TAA I'm talking about uh, Salah again they they weren't the stars this week but you have them in your side anyway like you're not going to necessarily get rid of them just because they didn't play too well um, I really want to talk about Matip and Diaz. Uh, I think they played fantastically, especially Matip. I think he can be a great sort of third option uh, yeah. in terms of that Liverpool setup. Um, I think Diaz, he sort of comes and goes in waves, but um, definitely Matip has shown the last probably three or four weeks just how good he can be. And he's pretty cheap too. I think he's only about 5.2 if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. In terms of Spurs, I would only take Son in um, into the next sort of two games. Uh, like Kane hasn't really been great, but um, Son can just put on a clinic when he wants. So he's absolutely fantastic. He's an absolute brilliant player. Um, hope hopefully, you know, moves to a bigger club uh, next season. Sorry, Tottenham supporters. Uh, but <laughs> he's just, look, in all honesty, he's a brilliant player and he should be he should be playing for oh, Tottenham still. Look, like maybe. You know, I'm not going like... <laughs> to. No, that'll be a down step. Um, I don't know. Like Tottenham are a decent side. I'm not going to sort of sit here and, and say they're not. But... Um, He's yeah, he's just a brilliant player. So I think I'll leave it at that, or else I'll have too many uh, too many Spurs Spurs supporters at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Um, How about yourself? Yeah, sort of. Uh, uh, I agree with you. The the big performers are sort of the ones that sort of are the popular picks. So I mean, it was good uh, listening to you talk about your tip for a while, um, but. Um, <laughs> Got to uh, got to keep the the pod PG, mate. Yeah, so, yeah. so got to keep the PG, mate. You already dropped, uh, I think, dropped an F bomb. So, mate, all, all I'll be I'll be sitting in bed tonight. All I could be thinking about is your tip. Just you go on my tip. My tip. Oh, let's, let's let's stop there. Let's stop there. <laughs> um, well, I might just touch on um, a few <laughs> players here. I've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, that's all I could think of was when you're saying. And I was just like, I wonder if you realise um, how it's gone. But um, <laughs> no, nah, I had a bit of a chuckle. And then you were, the laugh. <laughs> and then you're talking about touching on. Yep, yep, nice, nice, nice. Let's yep, just nah. let's just end that one there. Let's let's keep going, mate. Let's keep going. <laughs> and, well, and and next game's Arsenal. So perfect. No, no. go on. No, I talk about um, Diaz and Trent Alexander-Arnold. So Diaz, I thought, you know, a lot of people taking a punt on him, getting out the likes of uh, Salah and getting in your KDB and then using sort of Diaz as their sort of entry into the Liverpool attack. And people that have done that, you know, got payback this week. Diaz just looked good over both fixtures. 
Uh, had the five shots, one chance created against uh, Spurs. So a decent day out for him. Trent Alexander-Arnold obviously had four shots, one chance created and 121 touches. And, you know, getting all those touches is always good when you're wanting that attacking upside. So I still think that they're good picks. Might just depend on obviously how um, Man City go and Liverpool go on whether they concede defeat and then rotate. But, you know, I could see Liverpool fighting right to the end and keeping, you know, the best players on the park. Mm. Um, touch on, obviously, we talk about Sun and Kane. Against Spurs, it was kind of not underwhelming. It just, they played good. They just didn't create a lot. Sort of Sun got the goal, but there wasn't sort of anything amazing about sort of Son and Kane. They just didn't, you know, play good games. It's not good FPL games. Um, I thought uh, in the second game, Liverpool were actually very lucky to come away with the win there. I actually thought Villa played good enough to grab at least a point in that game. I thought um, Salah was pretty sort of underwhelming when he um, came on because I think he came off the yeah he came off the bench for the second game. Yeah, it just looked underwhelming yeah, when he yeah. came on. I think he had a couple of half chances, but didn't really do too much. I thought Liverpool just pretty scrappy all over the park, to be honest. And I thought, you know, Ings come close a few times, probably should have scored as well. So I think Diaz and Mane were probably the standouts this week for the Liverpool double. I thought them two were probably, you know, the assets that sort of sort of stick out from the page and say, you know, it might be worth looking at. And, you know, it's, it's been now, what, six, six to eight weeks where Salah's just been underwhelming. So... You know, it's it's very tempting looking at getting him out and using the money elsewhere to go to maybe like a KDB or even a Son or a Kane or someone like that. So, you know, it's it, I think the discussion is now open as well that, you know, he's not free from rotation either. So might just head into the next game, which um, was Arsenal versus Leeds. Um, a lot of people were getting in. Uh, uh, ne- is it uh, Nekatia? <laughs> Niketia, yeah, I think Niketia. Right for his price point, it was sort of uh, Niket. uh, Sorry, (laughs) Niketia, I think it is. I'm special. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I was looking between him and that Mateta as sort of that sort of enabler budget striker, and you know, got the two goals, which you know is great for FPL, but. I just feel like he was gifted those goals. Massilia just absolutely just duffed a ball straight to him and he scored the goal. And the second one is kind of just in the right place at the right time and, you know, just a good finish into the, you know, side of the net. But I think um, just a talking point there, the the challenge uh, from Ailing was just absolutely ridiculous. That was such a bad challenge and, you know, deserved to get sent off. I thought Martinelli... Yeah. Martinelli played a good game. I sort of I've been so disappointed. He's so underwhelming. I think I got him in about maybe six weeks ago. Mm. I think he's been rotated for like sixty percent of yeah. the games, and then when he has played, just he's pretty young though. So like I think he's probably a year off from really um, proving. Oh, well, he's already proved himself, but he's probably a year off from really dominating uh, that sort of Arsenal midfield too. So. No, it's yeah, it's he's he's a good player. It's more of a good mm. player and maybe not the best FPL asset at the moment. But he did sort of yeah. have the four shots, three chances created, one assist, and one big chance miss. So, you know, very easily could have come away for double digit haul. So you know, had a bit of luck. But outside of sort of Martinelli and Nekatia, um, <laughs> I'm just um, having an absolutely brain fart. <laughs> um, but. Um, I just don't think uh, sort of Saka obviously is probably a standout pick as well, but you know I'm probably just going to stay um, a bit away from Arsenal for the run home. Uh, what about you, Demo? Mm. Yeah, so uh, I did also like uh, Niketia. I was actually really annoyed because uh, I recommended Niketia to two of my mates uh, in one of my uh, F- FPL comps. Both brought both brought him in for his. Uh, Hall of 13, 
and uh, I decided to not go to Nketiah and I went uh, Dennis, who scored me a grand title of two points. So uh, should actually follow my own advice sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but what you do? Um, yeah, I think I'm the same as you. I'm probably not going to be bringing in any Arsenal assets, but um, if you do want to bring in Nketiah, uh, I think he's still going to be a, de- a decent <laughs> option. And he's uh, pretty cheap too. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much uh, myself. And, again, as I said, with Leeds, I think they're pretty much done. So, yeah. No, I don't, I don't see sort of too much life in them uh, for the run home. We might get on to our next game, which is the Leicester double. So we've got the Leicester losing 2-1 uh, to Everton and then obviously getting the 3-0 mm. win against Norwich. What did you take out of this game, mate? I was going to say, go on and say Schmeichel. <laughs> yeah, mate. I'm just going to say it now before you start talking is we did say that Schmeichel and Pickwood Pickford yeah. were a great They're the best two. Yeah, one. exactly right. Well, the bench boost. Well, I think we did um, shout that out uh, in terms of Schmeichel. If you had a wild card or a, uh, or a free hit um, or were you bench boosting, Schmeichel and uh, – and Pickford were the, the best two of the bunch. Uh, for me, like, obviously, Barnes, like this performance from Barnes was sort of out of the box a little bit. Um, obviously, Madison didn't play the first game, which I was a bit disappointed about. Uh, played the second game, scored his goal, but um, the Barnes performance was qu- quite good as well. Um, it's nice to see Vardy sort of coming back and, and returning as well. Um, I think that's... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, now I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure uh, our good friend, uh, FPL Planner, actually brought in Vardy, uh, I think, a week ago or so ago uh, into his draft side. So he's just gone bang, bang, bang with picks. Uh, brought in uh, Jesus, for Jesus's Hall, brought in, uh, I think, some, oh, what's his name? Uh, Bruno. So brought in Bruno when he played me. Oh, yeah, uh, and Bruno, Bruno hauled. Uh, then the next week after, brought in Jesus for his massive haul. And I, if I'm not mistaken, he's brought in Vardy for his haul. So absolute, like he he must have some sort of insider knowledge on who's going to go bang. So uh, well done, Planner. Uh, yeah, so, but for me, in terms of uh, Leicester, I think it's still Maddo, it's still Schmeichel. Um, and then if you want to particularly take a risk, um, either a Barnes or a Vardy, but uh, Schmeichel and Maddo have been the main two. Yeah, no, 100%. I sort of – I was very disappointed to see Maddo get rested in that first game. Apparently they reckon he's had a niggle, niggling mm. injury pretty much all season, so they've oh, got to, he's been, you know – He's been carrying the side for the whole season, so. <laughs> so, um, like, uh, watching that first game, you know, I just could have seen him getting a goal because there were so many parts there where – um, their play that was playing in Maddo's position just had so much time on the ball and had lots of space sort of on the edge of the box. And that's where, you know, Madison does all his damage. So I thought yeah. very disappointing to see. Um, before we get into the second game of Leicester, I might just touch on a couple of uh, notes I wrote about Everton. So I thought uh, Mylenko, as you mentioned earlier, um, mm. absolute worldy. Um, he's looked really good the last few weeks. Um, also, Gordon, I thought he had a decent game as well, had the two chances created. Gray was probably the standout um, from Everton in this game, so the three chances created. One of them was a, a really good chance, but obviously just lacked the finishing touch. But in the second game, like you said, uh, Vardy just looked like a man possessed. So he had the two goals, had seven shots and two big chances missed, so could have easily finished with about three or four goals. I thought Madison could have had two goals in the first half alone. Um, he ended up getting on the score sheet eventually, though. So he had the one goal, four shots, two chances created, and 71 touches. So he was pretty much everywhere. It's very disappointing to see Barnes getting the assist because they, you know, he didn't really do a great deal in that whole game, but just obviously, you know, had that last pass to Vardy's goals. Um, but, yeah, definitely same with you, mate. I probably would be looking mm. at anyone outside of sort of Smichael and Maddo. Sort of it's it's a, and a tricky spot because Maddo just be an absolute banging pick this week, but you'd hate for him to sort of get rotated against the easier team and then play the harder game against Chelsea. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah an awkward one. But, um, yeah, we might move on to the next game, which was... 
the Man City double. So Grealish got the start, and uh, to my luck, uh, Foden was on the bench as my captain. So pretty disappointing. Uh, Sterling was, you know, got two goals, but, you know, didn't really offer too much outside of those. This is in the right place at the right time. I sort of thought De Bruyne looked good, probably unlucky that he only finished with sort of, you know, the one return from that first game. But Mm. obviously, as we've seen, what can happen when, you know, he gets chances in the second game, you just turn into an absolute freak of nature and getting the four goals this morning. I sort of thought Cancelo probably should have scored in the first fixture. He had five shots. Two of them were really good chances and just, you know, a bit of luck fell his way. He could have easily finished with two goals. Um, might just touch on Foden, come off the bench, got got a goal, which, you know, some would say lucky, but I'd say, you know, deserved because he was on the bench, should have started. If he started, he probably would have scored, you know, a few more goals. Um, Foden this morning, um, I was talking to Matt. It was just an absolute killer. I think he got through on goal, hit the post. Uh, then he crossed it to Sterling, who then mishit the ball, then um, – sort of hit his McNuggets on the post and fell down. So, you know, even though Sterling did get a few a goal this morning, he just he just should have been better, which for my FPL team it would have been great. Um, but, yeah, De Bruyne is an absolute freak this morning. It was it was great because our, our close friend Matt Day uh, got him in on his free hit. He said he's only going to do the free hit so he can get De Bruyne in and uh, just proved to be an absolute masterstroke decision because – De Bruyne single-handedly just killed everyone this week. Uh, Cancelo had a decent game, 134 touches, three shots, one assist. So, you know, a massive outing for him. But outside of them, probably not looking at sort of Laporte or any of those other assets. It's sort of Foden, De Bruyne, Cancelo, and that's probably it for me. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so uh, you've sort of covered it pretty well. I've just got to say, obviously, uh, if you had uh, KDB and Sterling, uh, <laughs> I think that was uh, three quarters of my score already uh, <laughs> with KDB <laughs> with uh, a solid 30 points and, and Sterling with 28. So, well, actually, if you ha- had you have captained KDB and had Sterling your side, you would have beaten my score. I'm probably come close to you. <laughs> probably come close to yours. Uh, actually, no, it'll be two points off your score currently. So, because uh, you're a 90, aren't you? Yeah, now there's one dude in uh, one of our group chats. Uh, he triple captain um, De Bruyne, so nice. His triple captaincy equaled my whole team score. So nice, nice. <laughs> well, actually, I had a friend of mine in one of our leagues. So I think he's currently sitting on about 160 points. So and he had KDB in his side as well. So um, some some absolute huge scores going around, especially if you. Um, brought in KDB. Uh, but, yeah, as you've sort of mentioned, K- Cancelo, Laporte, KDB, Sterling, Foden, um, all great options. Um, I wouldn't be necessarily throwing, uh, like, throwing the kitchen sink to get KDB now because you got to obviously, as everyone knows, those points are now gone. Um, you know, you're not getting those three points. So, uh, pick, you know, obviously pick your side around the fixtures. So, uh, you know, if you believe KDB has the best um, fixtures coming up, then, yeah, he's, you know, he's a decent option. But, um, yeah, like obviously they play the Mighty Hammers this week, so he'll probably blank this week and then he'll probably score a few goals against Villa to finish off. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. I think they do have a decent run home. Is this all going to mm. depend what... Um, Pep does because I know our close friend D10. He uh, got in Mares and captain him this week. Yeah, and just was yeah he was filthy. Well, it's which... the same thing. It's the same thing with me and and Jesus. You like in the lead up, Jesus just looked like the player to have, the player to captain. Um, and you know, it's a bit unlucky in the first game, and then obviously it was out in the second game. Didn't even get a look in. So, uh, you know, and after. Uh, scoring what two double digit returns of in the last um, in the last few, it's uh, you know it's a bit disappointing, but that's that's pep roulette for you. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Uh, well, we might finish off the uh, the game reviews with you know the worst team in London, West Ham. <laughs> so might get you to touch on your teammate. 
Well, um, you'll know all about 4-0 results, don't you? Oh, that's yeah. right, you lost 4-0. So, um, <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a bit of back to the future with uh, with this game, really. Uh, obviously, with Benny being absolutely oh, so clinical, um, Bowen uh, played really, really well as well. Uh, yeah, so we just, look, we, we got the job done. We did what we needed to do um, for our absolute... <laughs> It's still a very, very slim chance at um, at the Europa League. Uh, obviously, we, we need to rely on you guys falling over to Palace, which you may do, but uh, we need to uh, – we'll, we'll know a bit more after this week when we play Man City if we, you know – have a miracle result and do win the do win that game, then um, I think all pressure's on you guys to uh, either draw or win your game to, to keep your, your Europa League spot. Um, yep. But it's but it's nice sort of knowing that um, regardless, I think we've qualified for the Conference League, and I think we'll be really like obviously we backed ourselves this season to to um, try and win Europa Europa League. I think we'd be backing ourselves even more to um, win the Conference League. Um, you know, there's still some absolute quality teams in the in, in the Conference League, as we sort of saw this season, you know, with Roma, Leicester. You know, they're, they're great sides. They're absolute, you know, absolute, <laughs> really, really good sides. I think Marseille was in it. Uh, Marseille, I think, still may be in it, if I'm not mistaken. I'd, uh, I haven't followed as closely as I should. Um, but, I'm not um, 100% sure I'd have to double Yeah, that. but... You know, some some really really good sides in uh, from uh, from Europe in that comp. So uh, you know, it's and end of the day, it's a trophy, it's a trophy. So um, just you know, just uh, yeah, a European trophy is a European trophy. You can't um, you can't complain. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of us, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> I, um, where she- yeah. Average <laughs> assets and uh, uh, yeah, no, look, we we do play Man City and, and Brighton to finish up, so it's it's not going to be the easiest of fixtures. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily be bringing anyone in from uh, from us, but um, I think if you're going to take any sort of punt, it's probably going to have to be Bowen. Um, you know, the kid's a star; he's a freak. Yeah, uh, can score a goal. Uh, at any time, you know, or almost did get us into a, the, you know, European final by, uh, a, you know, a few a few um, shots that, uh, you know, hit the crossbar, you know, and any any other day that could have gone in and, uh, and got us in. So, um, you know, got some talent there. Uh, but, yeah, so... Basically, that's it. Like, I'm not sort of going to, as I said earlier, not going to speak too much about Norwich because I think their season's done. So, yeah, how about yourself? Yeah, no, I fully agree. Sort of, it was a bit like deja vu, like it was watching the start of the season again with uh, mm. peak uh, Ben Rama and even uh, Antonio looked really good as well. Bowen just did his usual thing where he, you know, gets some shots, gets some passes into the attacking areas and, you know, finish with the two assists. So, you know, a really good outing for Bowen. I sort of thought there might be a chance you can make it difficult for City, but I wrote that down before I sort of I, saw yeah. the City game this morning. But I you can't. Know. I was going to say, I look. I'm going to be realistic here, on a in and even the most even the most optimistic West Ham supporter. I don't think we've got a holy hope in hell to beat City, like a rampage in City. Um, I know we're going to have about a million Liverpool supporters absolutely rooting for West Ham <laughs> beat in City this, this week. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's more unlikely than likely. I don't um, know if um, that's a good thing, Damo. I don't know if I'd like to be um, associating with Liverpool fans, mate. <laughs> oh, better than United. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I cut you off, so go on. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's about it. I sort of... That's all I really had to say about that match. Norwich, just not even looking at them, possibly just yeah. targeting them if I do have plays that are playing Norwich to the towards the end of the season. Um, mm. Might get on to the shit the bed segment, so it's pretty simple for me this week. <laughs> it's uh, Man United, so, you know, making a, starting to make a bit of a regular appearance of late, but fully deserved this uh, prize this week. They were absolutely horrible. What about you, Damo? 
Oh, I didn't even have to think about it. I just saw yours. I'm like, yeah, that'll do. Man, you nice. Mate, um, you are yeah. the worst. <laughs> well, yeah, as I said to you, if, it, if it's not Maguire, it's United. So um, I think more often than not this season, if we look back on all the pods, I would, I would hazard to say uh, Man United shit the bed more more often than not. So, um, no. real, well, if you, you're going to be good at something, mate, you've got 100% <laughs> effort in, mate, and uh, we've been shit in the bed lately and we've just decided to take it in our stride. Mm-hmm. Um, I might get on to the next uh, section, which is uh, differentials, mate. So the last few weeks we actually have been going pretty good. So, you know, Zaha, Tony both hit, obviously not massive hauls, but, both hit the last few weeks and for the upcoming week I'm looking at Ings I think that he will start both games especially with this injury cloud over Watkins and I think that you know he's going to bang in at least a minimum of two goals at least so I think that he's going to be a great pickup for this week and you know if anyone is doing the free hit I'd definitely have Ings to be the first one in my side what about you Demo? Yeah for me I think it's Trossard Uh, obviously you know he's shown his talent this season uh, continues to show his talent, and I think he's just—he's an underrated player. I know, again, I know he plays for Brighton, um, but and I'm—I haven't picked him because of Man United. I promise you that. But he <laughs> did show—he did show his quality, um, and he has shown his quality against uh, the better sides as well. So for mine, it's uh, Trossard, and at I think five point eight, you really can't go wrong with that pick. No, I like that, mate. He actually has looked really good. Probably should have had another goal or two against us as well. Um, I head on to plays that we're looking at. Sort of, I've, I'm probably just going to stick with looking at um, Brentford assets. Maybe just seeing. I think the best fixture for them is possibly game week 38. So I'd be maybe just looking at what assets you want to bring in. Because I'd be maybe going at least two assets. So we spoke about a few earlier. You've got Jensen, you got Ericsson, you got Tony. Um, yeah, you've got some decent options to look at. And I think you you would, if you want to sort of get a bit of a, a boost on other people, I'd maybe look at two of those. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so other than, you know, uh, KDB, who absolutely, you know, tore it up this week, um, I agree with you about Jansen. Even a sneaky Vardy, if Vardy's back and he's on form, you know, it's the end of the season too. So um, he could be a sneaky one to, to look at. No, 100% I like that. I think um, he might start both of them. He might play one and then Dakar might start the next one. But mm. it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, they're playing um, both fixtures. We might head into our team plans for this week. So at the moment I'm getting Renato out. It's going to be for Ings. And then it's just going to be looking at who to get out for Son. So just to see how much money I have, it's probably either going to be a Mount possibly, or a Madison this week to, to bring in Mount. So just be um, – uh, not, sorry, not Mount, uh, to bring in Son. So I'm still undecided on who I'm going to um, sort of take out. But, yeah, those are my moves for this week. Um, what about you, Demo? Uh, moves for this week, absolutely no idea. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to have to get rid of Dennis. Um, I don't really have uh, much in the bank, if at all. So – uh, if I can potentially do Dennis to Enketia, I think that would probably even be my move. Um, yep. Even though he, uh, Jesus didn't play well, again, plays us, so probably will start and score a goal. Um, who's your uh, – so you're going to be on currently? Are you going um, one of – you're going to go one of the um, double boys in like a Maddo – uh, I think I, I, a nice little pickup. I was thinking as a bit of a differential is maybe an Ings captaincy shout. Mm. But um, see, I've I got. Re- a car- oh, there, go on. Sorry, I really like Salah versus Southampton yeah. because Southampton just look absolutely diabolical. So yeah, see, I've got it on Salah at the moment. A Son shout could be um, could be interesting against Burnley if you. So if you're going to go single game week players, I think it's Salah or Son personally. But um, but yeah, like the only sort of double game week players I have, Cash probably irrelevant um, in my side. Like Pope again, you don't really. I don't normally captain a defender, um, so it would be either Madison and Veghorst. And Veghorst has burnt me too many times to put the captaincy <laughs> on him. So if I decide to captain a 
double game week play at this stage, unless I bring someone in, it'll probably be Madison. But uh, they play Chelsea in the second game too. So I think I'm just going to stick to Salah, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, 100%. I think um, Salah's probably the safest option, but I might yeah. just see where my rank ends up and uh, what, what yeah. I want to do because I might just sort of take a bit of a throw at the stumps and if Ing starts and, both games. Yeah, and see, that's the same thing for me. Like, I've sort of got nothing to lose uh, now, or given my rank anyway. I think for you it's a little bit different. But, um, yeah, I could probably, you know, throw it at someone unusual uh, and try and... Uh, capitalize on because on that because I would have to say Salah is going to be uh, quite highly captained. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think maybe it might a, a couple of people might be chickened out after this previous week, but mm. yeah, I still think he's probably the best captaincy option as a sort of a safe play. But um, that wraps up our pod for this week. Um, head over to our Twitter FPL underscore amateurs underscore Oz. For all the demos, West Ham propaganda, head over to FPL West Ham. Um, and to check out our podcast, head over to Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Remember, if you do like our content, please leave a five-star rating. helps us sort of boost up the charts so people can sort of see us that haven't quite listened to any of our episodes yet and they might enjoy us. So just the, the nice thing to do. Um, well, demo. Good luck this mm. week, mate, and I'm hoping tomorrow that uh, Son shits the bed, Saka shits the bed, <laughs> and um, my rank stays where it is. Well, good luck to you for that. <laughs> <laughs> See you.